This Coin Week podcast is brought to you by PCGS. Visit PCGS for on-site grading at the Long Beach Expo on September 7th and 8th. Long Beach Expo is the West Coast's premier coin and collectible show featuring hundreds of nationally known dealers, auctions, and world-class educational attractions. Visit longbeachexpo.com to learn more. Sometimes it just pays to look. When a concessions vendor in Denver, Colorado was sorting his till, he noticed a dollar bill with an unusual error. He reached out to currency expert Frederick Bart, who researched, verified, and ultimately purchased the note. In this episode of the Coin Week podcast, Fred tells us about this unusual error and how many more might be in circulation waiting to be found. Hi, Fred. Thanks for joining me on the Coin Week podcast. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. We uh, have a beautiful view today here from uh, Lake Superior in northern Michigan. It's a, a gorgeous but somewhat cool day. So it's time to turn our attention to something a little bit hotter, a little bit more exciting. And I suspect we'll probably talk about paper money. Yeah, you, you told me when I reached out to you that you were on an airplane. So uh, I'm glad you made it back down to earth okay and uh, that your trip is going well. So I wanted to ask you about this unusual currency error that reports say is a new kind of currency error. Can you tell our readers and listeners a little bit about it and how you came in contact with it? Sure. Actually, it was found by an employee at, uh, today I guess it's called Coors Field. It used to be the old Rockies Stadium in Denver, Colorado. Uh, somebody that works part-time there um, selling things that handles a bunch of cash. They noticed this giant green block in the left serial number when he was uh, organizing his bills by denomination and fixing them all upright. And uh, actually, he was the original discoverer of the note, did a bunch of research, and found that I was the most likely person to go to. This note is sort of uh, two errors in one. You take your pick as to which mistake you like the most. It has a mismatched serial number. One sequence starts 557, and the other starts 550. These sorts of errors have always been highly collectible. But what's even more unusual is that the fourth digit on the left sequence is not a numeral, but a solid green block. Does that green block have anything to do with the mismatched serial number, or is it simply a computer glitch that caused the block to appear? Or is there something else going on? Well, actually, I think this is probably an error on the part of the press that up operator, and it took a great deal of research. When I first showed this to the Treasury Department officials in uh, Denver, they were visiting from Washington, D.C., uh, at the ANA convention, it threw them back. The only time I've seen anything similar to this was on a $1 silver certificate from 1935E, and that's where a block had replaced the suffix character. Well, that was easy to explain, but finding this solid green rectangle, you know, nearly smack dab in the middle of the serial number was much more difficult. Um, the directors didn't know, the new director didn't know, so they reached out to the press foreman, and he said, oh, yep, 2013, I can tell by looking at this, this was printed on a 50-subject sheet on the new LEAP, L-E-P-E press, and thought of a gun those characters do exist. Uh, it's the first time that they were aware that any had been inked and escaped. 
but they of course is a perfect uniform. Now the real question, of course, for the listeners is: Are there more of these out there? Well, possibly so. Uh, it has significant value, and it behooves people to just quickly glance at their paper money. It's kind of difficult to detect a traditional mismatch serial number unless you compare the digits from one side to the other. But when you see this green rectangle staring you in the face, I think most anyone, even a non-collector, could have readily identified that there's a problem. How frequently do mismatched serial numbers occur and get released on modern Federal Reserve notes? Okay, well, this is 2013, so I haven't seen any other mismatches yet on the $1 2013. Mismatches actually on the modern colorized $20 bills are not as rare as one might think, and that has to do specifically with the inspection process. The way the sheets are inspected today is the back is inspected, by a computer model, there's an image stored within the memory bank, and as long as the entire sheet matches this model that's been stored, it then proceeds on to have the face printing. They do the same thing with the face. They do the same thing with the overprinting serial numbers and seal. Um, so if any of those visually don't match the stored image, then the sheet gets pulled, it gets extracted, it gets destroyed, it gets replaced. However, the sheet, or I should say the stored image, does not have a specific sequence of serial numbers that should appear on the finished sheet, on the finished product. So mismatched serial numbers, in fact, are among the more likely errors to escape today. However, however, the incidence of errors occurring and being released to the general public has fallen precipitously since the Bureau of Engraving and Printing has instituted the electronic inspection system. Are mismatched errors frequently discovered on lower denomination notes as well? I suspect they are, and I suspect they're just not reported yet, but I believe they may be different uh, inspection processes in place but honestly, I can't confirm that. I really don't know. I do know what they're doing on the 20s and above. Have they instituted the same technology to inspect the 1 through 10? I just, I just don't know, and I'm not privy to that information just yet. So since the press operator at the BEP was able to recognize the cause of the error, did you get any indication from him or her whether this type of error occurs with any frequency? And if so... I would assume that there are controls in place to minimize the chance of these errors escaping into the wild. Not sure he'd actually ever seen it as a finished product. So I, I'm not confident that the press operator would have been involved with the inspection process, but at least he could explain it. He understood the mechanics and the mechanism of the overprinting press well enough that he could justifiably explain, oh, yes, this is a spacer bar. That's the term I'm applying. That he didn't apply. Um, and obviously, this got inked and imprinted with the rest of the serial. Obviously, this note made it into the wild and was used in commerce. You know, it was discovered by a vendor and shows signs of use. What would you say the value of a note like this is when there's only one known and it's a recent issue that's not in mint state? Well, we know there's only one as of today. As with 
certain things, there's always the possibility of diminishing returns. If a hundred or a thousand or ten thousand came out tomorrow, the value would drop precipitously. Uh, right now, this is solidly and did trade well into five figures, not unlike the uh, mismatch on the web note, which had the F prefix on both sides, L suffix letter on one side, star suffix character on the other. One of those brought 29900 and a damaged beat spread around 16400 I believe, from memory. So great mismatches bring great money. There is a dedicated core of collectors that not only collect aeronauts in general, but sub-specialize in mismatches. And when something exciting comes up, they're ready to open their checkbook. Have you ever handled a mismatched radar note? Yes, actually, I had to sort that out in my little brain. Uh, $1, I believe it's 1981, from Atlanta. The note began with 9-9 on one side, 9-8 on the other. At one point in time, I owned the three original packs, like 300 consecutive pieces. And one of the notes near the end, in fact, was a radar on one side and a mismatch on the other. Yeah, I think that would be an exciting piece to own if you were a serious paper money air collector. So obviously this uh, particular error note paid off for the vendor at the Coors Field. Do you think that the uh, emission of this error might be something localized to a certain area of the country? Or, or do you think that this is the type of error where collectors and bank tellers all across the country should keep an eye on? No, I think everyone should be alert. This note was intended for the New York District, um, but printed in Texas. So it's very possible that the person who spent it there at Coors Field actually was from the East Coast or some area served by the Federal Reserve Bank of New York, could have traveled to Denver, could have gone to a Broncos game or a Rockies game and uh, spent it on beer, popcorn, hot dogs, whatever, uh, totally unbeknownst to themselves, or perhaps could have had the mistaken belief that that was a counterfeit or an alteration, and they were happy to get rid of it. Do you think this sort of error happens in clusters, or is this probably an isolated anomaly? No, they'll often occur on the same position on sequential sheets. So not to be too esoteric, this mistake uh, took place on the D1 position, the delta 1 position of this sheet, which certainly suggests to me that repetitive sheets or consecutive sheets at least could have exhibited the same type of misprint. Well, great job tracking down this note and uh, doing the research and getting to the bottom of it. Uh, what's the next show you plan to attend? Uh, very possibly Long Beach, not Continental attend, but definitely Baltimore. All right, then. I'll definitely see you in Baltimore. Sounds like a plan. I always enjoy seeing you, chatting with you, and always help, happy to help help the uh, hobby in the industry any way that I can. Well, Fred, thanks for sharing more information about this exciting error note. And I look forward to looking over all my uh, small denomination bills, uh, so hopefully I can find a couple and, uh, you know, I won't have to work so hard. There you go. I hope certainly one of the uh, listeners uh, are able to capitalize like the last gentleman did. I hope so, too. Take care, Fred. If you like this podcast, please share it with your friends. And remember, you can download all 76 episodes of the Coin Week podcast for free on the iTunes store. 
For Coin Week, I'm editor Charles Morgan. Until next time, happy collecting. Okay, good. Well, take care, friend. Bye-bye now.